This is in Stimulate Your Mind, the podcast by Moses Kuria, a weekly mental health podcast that merges information in psychology, neuroscience, research, and personal experiences to help you make informed decisions on your mental health. We're living in an overstimulated society of indulgence. Here, you'll find tools, resources, and hope for your mind and existence. Here's the latest episode of Unstimulate Your Mind. So a few things before we get to this episode for today. I'm feeling much better. So you can hear my voice is somehow back to normal. I hope it is. If it's not, please let me know. The other thing... Well, we're doing so well on different platforms where podcasts are found. I'm always updating you on this one just to let you know how much I appreciate you for the follow, for the subscribe, for sharing the podcast. We're on Spotify charts for health. They put us on self-help, which is okay for me. We're on top there on Apple podcast. I didn't know we were on top on CastBox. There is Google podcast. It's just so heartwarming for me to know that every time I mention that, please do give this podcast a rating on the platform that you're using. You do. And if you haven't, please make sure you do so. It really helps. The other thing is a song or lyrics that I'd love to read for you. My favorite artist. And I've, I think I'm always posting or lately I've been posting loads of lyrics on instagram please follow us on instagram and stimulate your mind podcast one of my favorite artists if not my favorite artist has been passenger for so many years now well he's known for songs like let her go which blew up some 10 11 years ago but i think he's always been my number one because of the songs that he writes well he's not the fancy kind of artist he just writes very deep songs and his latest album for me is the best i've had from him even though he didn't push it so much i love one of the songs called chasing gold and i just felt like i was going to read for you the lyrics so he says well don't spend your life chasing gold for you only buy what you get sold and you only have what you can hold so don't spend your life chasing gold don't leave your years with a worried mind over what you lose or leave behind you only keep what you can find don't you leave your years with a worried mind don't spend your days with a troubled soul filling voids and plugging holes let go of what you can't control don't you spend your days with a troubled soul for there's no sense there's no rhyme and no reason to worry about the future or dwell upon the past live every day of every month of every season and every moment like your last don't walk your road with a heavy heart or lose your light out in the dark for every day's a brand new start well that's michael david rosenberg he is famously known as passenger i absolutely love this song there's another one that it's basically like my favorite song again for okay i think all the songs are my favorite so there's another one which I'd love you to go listen to on Spotify, YouTube. If you love me, please, you'll have to love my songs. So this is Survivors. Survivors says, all life is just a game. No one ever tells you how to play. 
see different people they go different ways some of them will leave you but some of them will stay the hearts keep drumming and the years keep coming quicker than ever been before you're sick of the same thing but it's quicker than changing it's too late to begin well everybody's running but you don't know where time is running thin everybody's looking for somebody to love but you're scared to let them in there is the second part of the song that says after the chorus all love it comes and goes but no one ever tells you how to learn to let go see different people they walk different roads some of them will hurt you but some of them won't that's the part of the song that i love where there's different people who walk different roads that's the reality of life some people will hurt us and some people won't and that's just okay anyway according to the title of the podcast today we're talking about social media and how it affects our brain which is pretty different from different articles or videos where it's all about how social media affects mental health and stuff like that well i absolutely love neuroscience and i'm always keeping my studies going and going in neuroplasticity and neuroscience and i love studying more and more into psychology i did loads of that last year so this episode is me being a complete nerd but sharing with you some very interesting facts to again as the podcast trailer goes to help you make informed decisions on your mental health now the average person spends over three hours on their phone each day that's a fact including approximately two and a half hours on social media while it may seem like a harmless pastime there is research which shows that doing anything repeatedly for extended amounts of time can cause physiological changes in the brain this as an article in neurogrow.com says begs the question what is social media actually doing to our brains and here is everything you need to know one there is changes in attention this thing called social media has the ability to both capture and scatter your attention and my attention with a simple refresh constant information is at our fingertips now through a process called variable ratio reinforcement you're constantly excited and rewarded to see fresh new posts let's talk about studies what do they find or what do they show they show this ability to capture your attention has an adverse effect on your brain two and a half hours on social media is about the same amount of time it would take to drive from nairobi to nakuru well yes or beyond two and a half hours where would it take you when it comes to driving two and a half hours is more than enough for kipchoge to finish a marathon or an average marathon runner to do 42 kilometers so that would take you from Nairobi if you're living in Kenya well if you living outside Kenya you have no idea well 42 kilometers can figure it out but here in Kenya if you are because I think 85% of you are here in Kenya that would take you when you're running okay on your foot jogging or running like Kipchoge would be from Nairobi to Thika for an average marathon runner two and a half hours would interestingly be enough for you to watch any of the harry potter movies or kind of half of lord of the rings because i think they were four hours anyway while the thought of seeing 
all these movies in two and a half hours every single day might sound like a good thing to us what we do each day can change our brain structure and how it processes information and this gets us to the phenomenon called neuroplasticity how the brain changes shows that our brains are like plastics so whatever we see or do every day can change the brain structure now heavy social media users perform worse on cognitive tests especially those that examine their attention and ability to multitask compared to moderate to light social media users those who use social media heavily need to exert more effort to remain focused in the face of distraction researchers hypothesize that since social media is easily accessible and competes for our attention with the promise of perpetual new content heavy social media users become less able to ignore distraction in general not only does this lead to poorer cognitive performance but it shrinks parts of the brain associated with maintaining attention this ability of the brain to change as i've mentioned is called neuroplasticity and it has a big effect on your attention and cognitive function now let's move to something else that is changes in reward pathways now beyond lowering our ability to maintain our attention on any selected topic social media makes us addicted to our screens it provides immediate rewards in the form of a dopamine release dopamine if you've listened to this podcast so many times you know is the happy hormone every time you post or get a notification from the app that's what gets released now this constant barrage of shallow rewards rewires our brain to want more of what caused that dopamine release which leads to social media addiction now studies show that the brain scans of heavy social media users look very similar to those addicted to drugs or gambling believe it or not believe it or not the brain scans of people who use social media heavily look very similar to those addicted to drugs or gambling there's also changes in memory processes research again shows that heavy social media use is linked to memory deficits especially in our transactive memory this kind of memory involves deciding what information is important enough to store in our brain and what information can be outsourced social media central feature the sharing and storing of experiences may actually be altering which memories we keep and which ones we don't in one study the participants were asked to record an experience using their notes or social media and other groups were asked to simply experience the event without recording it at the end of this study those who had recorded or shared the event performed worse and showed more of a memory deficit than those who experienced the event without recording it now externalizing an experience wasn't participants memory because their brain received the message that it didn't need to hold on to information that was stored stored elsewhere consequently not only did the individuals lose some memory of the original experience but they may also experience long term deficits in the size and functions of their brains while their positive aspects of social media including new friendships career opportunities exposure and connection to new cultures and movements science will tell you and i how important it is to be aware of and guard against social media's negative impacts as they are quite literally shrinking our brains the takeaway for now despite our social media may have changed our lives
lives for the better and no matter how you enjoy carrying around a, a mini dopamine dispenser moderation is key again i'm not saying social media is the devil so neuroscientists are studying the effects of social media on the brain and finding that positive interactions such as someone liking your tweet trigger the same kind of chemical reaction that is caused by gambling and recreational drugs i've mentioned that before there's an article by a researcher from Harvard University's name is Trevor Haynes who notes that when you get a social media notification your brain sends a chemical messenger called dopamine that I've mentioned along a reward pathway which makes you feel good dopamine is associated with food exercise love sex gambling drugs and now apparently social media there's a psychologist called B.F. Skinner who first described this in 1930s that the variable reward schedules are the anti when rewards are delivered randomly as with a slot machine or a positive interaction on social media and checking for the reward is easy by the way the dopamine triggered behavior becomes a habit and that leads to the side effects of social media on the brain so spending too much time on social media isn't just a bad habit it can have real consequences Science shows that it reminds us that we are basically carrying around little dopamine stimulators in our pockets. This podcast by yours truly is called Unstimulate Your Mind means that it is on the run to unstimulate our minds to make sure that we even though we are carrying some little dopamine stimulators our brains remain unstimulated because we already are stimulated by things like social media. It's a fact. So basically it's not surprising that we are constantly distracted by our mobile phones because there are little dopamine stimulators in our pockets day in day out. There's this TED video which explains that social media makes us bad at multitasking and causes phantom vibration syndrome which is when you feel like your phone is buzzing even though it's not. I've mentioned gambling and drug addiction. So social media addiction involves broken reward pathways in our brain just like those two things I've mentioned it provides immediate rewards in the form of attention from our networks for minimal effort through a quick thumb tap therefore the brain rewards itself making you and I desire likes retweets emoji applause and so on and so on now according to Ted 5 to 10% of internet users are psychologically addicted and can't control how much time they spend online. There is a clear range in the regions of the brain that control emotions, attention, and decision making. Now to make things worse, according to Ted, the reward centers in our brains are more active when we're talking about ourselves. In real life, people talk about themselves 30 to 40% of the time. Social media is all about showing off your life, so people talk about themselves a whopping 80% of the time. That's double the average or what should be when a person posts a picture and gets positive social media feedback it stimulates the brain to release dopamine nothing against stimulation of the brain but the podcast is and stimulate your brain or your mind so this stimulation of the brain again rewards that behavior and perpetuates the social media habit i've mentioned how moderation is crucial and this is where i plug in a book that i've mentioned before if you're a first time listener of this podcast or you just walked in, stumbled upon the podcast, there's a book called Digital Minimalism by 
Carl doesn't say that social media is evil or it's the devil. It's the biggest problem we have in the society today because it's not. But it's part of the problems we have in the society. One of the things that I advocate for on this podcast is taking social media breaks and eventually if you'd love to quit for good then that's okay and I led by example I do not have personal Instagram handle I only have one for the podcast where I just post updates on the podcast and stuff like that so you basically go Instagram you won't find anything about me or posting this is what I'm doing this is what I'm not doing and it helps me even with this unstimulate your mind podcast page I know intentionally what it's for and what I use it for and I can optimize my use and I'm so glad that I came across that book by Carl Newport and I'm always advocating for the same it will help you to moderate I do understand that some of us are unable to stay without social media because we make money of social media there's nothing wrong with that but moderation is crucial the science is very clear too much social media can alter our brain chemistry but there are also many good signs to social media. For example, I've mentioned we used to network to stay in touch with friends and family and connect to more people around the globe. There's beautiful sides to it. Then there's so many cases of people who are pretty famous. Let's talk about celebrities. Again, like Daily Ali is a celebrity. There's people who we don't like how they look. We don't like how they talk radio presenters, musicians, and, and things like and people like that. Once things happen to them, social media is so ready and has the ability to change people's minds about them. There's the very famous female rally driver in Kenya who had a bit of ups and downs with the boyfriend. The boyfriend apparently died, which is pretty sad. And the lady was taken in, went to court, and a few I think a few days later, the boyfriend died. There's people who are on social media pushing the agenda that she is responsible for it, putting the blame on her. This is our, let's say, a superstar in this point. 99.99% of people's thoughts on her or the way we saw her as as an inspiration everything changed even though we absolutely have no idea if she's guilty or not these are just accusations well as a journalist again i do play 50 50 and you know that everyone is innocent until they're proven guilty it's almost common sense but social media will change your thoughts on that it will say this person Moses is guilty of doing so and so even though we have no idea the person who we think is guilty might be the victim and the one who is the victim might be the one who is guilty it could be any of these sides but social media has this powerful ability to make a hero look like a villain and a villain look like the hero and we who have these gadgets, these little dopamine stimulators in our hands, we're able to consume this information Monday to Friday. We might think our president is the villain while he might be the hero. The social media and Twitter and Instagram has the ability to change our minds. There's so much false information going on social media and we consume that. What is false can be put out as the truth and the truth can be 
put out as what is false and if you dig deep into this you realize that in the next five or ten years we might have a really dysfunctional society where we don't know what's true or what's not true we don't know who's the hero who's the villain we don't know who are the victims who are the perpetrators who are the protagonists who are the antagonists we just will be living in a society where we are so overstimulated by the wrong things to do the wrong things to view life from the wrong perspectives now think of the next 20-25 years how the world will be there's this quote that i'm going to leave you with which i am looking for right now in my phone where is it it has something to do with social media yeah it's this one it says thinking is now a task we are sharing with a computer or a gadget it's not entirely a brain-based activity.